You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The gold market has enthralled me for the last two months and it has enthralled many, many people listening to my podcasts and therefore we have to embellish the enthrallment by speaking to Lee Adler who is the founder of the Wall Street Examiner and various other things which we'll come to later on. But Lee, you sent out a tweet the other day which really caught my eye and you were incredibly bullish about gold. And although gold has been flip-flopping around that $1,400 per ounce area, what I like about it is its bounce-back ability. Every time it goes down, up it goes again. Tell me more about gold, if you would. Oh, the bullishness is old news now, Lindsay. But no, actually, actually, the long-term chart is is a thing of beauty. Uh, there, there's a saucer bottom pattern that goes all the way back to uh, the first low in that bear market in 2013, and it, it's just magnificent looking on the monthly chart. If you go back to uh, oh, maybe May of 2013. And and look at that pattern forward. Um, as a matter of fact, I'll probably post this at WallStreetExaminer.com a little later today, so that our listeners can see this. Yes. But but the um, uh, the pattern forms a, a reverse head and shoulders bottom that is six years in the making. Wow. And um, the top of that pattern was at uh, $1,434, 1434 That first spike uh, came in 2013. And then there were a couple of additional lower lows. Then the lowest low, of course, came in 2015. And then they rallied to 1375 in 2016, tested that at the end of 2017, early 2018, uh, and pulled back each time. And here we are in the last two months, and we've broken that key 1375, 1380 resistance level. And we are now pushing that uh, ultimate peak uh, of that first bear market in 2013 at 1434. So we're right there right now and poised for a breakout. I don't want to be corny here, but if you've got a six-year saucer pattern, it's like building the foundations of a skyscraper for six years because you really want the skyscraper to be a spectacular thing and you want it to last forever. And if you've got a six-year pattern that has been building up to something bullish, then that means that this could be a long-term bull market in gold, a proper cyclical and structural bull market. Yeah, this could be the uh, Burj Khalifa of uh, chart pattern foundations here. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty spectacular, but but it hasn't broken out yet. And um, this is where the uh, flies in the ointment here is in, in the short run. Uh, we should get a pullback, a consolidation. But I didn't expect the breakout through 1375 to, to come until later this year, and it came right away without any pullback or consolidation. So uh, th th there is – this is a very – I mean, we cannot understate the importance of this 1435 area. There's that old peak at that level, and there are also on the um, log chart, going back to the 2001 all-time low or – uh, the low of our lifetimes, and uh, that trend, those trend lines coming off that low in 2001, uh, actually were broken in 2018, and now uh, gold has rallied to the underside of those 20-year or 18-year trend lines, and they 
come right through the 1415 area, uh, which, again, we're, we're trying to break through. So, uh, And then there's another trend line that goes through the 1500 area. So there's just a ton of resistance in the 1400, 1500 area. I don't think this is going to be broken in the short run, but I think that any pullback that holds around 1375 or above 1375 will be a buying opportunity for for a breakout that that should come if not later this year then in 2020 okay so we shouldn't be we shouldn't be too impatient about this thing i'm in, looking at my screen now my share net.co.za screen and it says here 1412 for gold it was 1392 uh, just 36 hours ago right. it's been up to 1430 but if it starts to do do its thing and it gets a little bit um, trigger happy and goes through 1435, yeah. then we're off to the races. Is that what you're saying? Not necessarily, because again, there's there's a lot of resistance above that in the you know, 1450, 14, actually the four-year cycle projection right now is 1485, 18-month uh, cycle projection, 1445. Um, and the, the long-term conventional measuring objective of this enormous pattern is uh, around 1850 but the the potential of a six-year wide base is much greater than that it's just that there is so much resistance in this 1400 1500 area um 1550 i think is the ultimate trend line that would need to be broken to just have an enormous move so i i think we have to be patient to get through that it could take it could take months it could take a year or more than a year but i think it will ultimately head higher. And once it gets through this 1415 to 1550 area, then the sky's the limit. Certainly they're going to go back and test the 2011 high at 1900. But I, I do think it's going to take time. I'd be very surprised if it happens rapidly. If it does, let's, if, if, this, if this gold does break out through this resistance level in the short run, then get on board because it's just going to skyrocket. Well, I can tell you something that back in 1970, I think it was, South Africa was the world's biggest gold producer. It produced 1,100 tons in that year and employed hundreds of thousands of people in, in its mines, for better or for worse. Today, where I think South Africa is the sixth biggest producer, but what we do still have is a few gold shares listed on the JSE Securities Exchange, the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. It's Anglo Gold Ashanti. They don't have any more South African operations. We've got Goldfields. We've got Harmony. We've got Durban Rudderport Deep or DRD Gold, as they call it. We've got Sibania. And it seems to me that the, the gold shares have been leading the gold price up. And everyone always says the gold shares know before the gold price knows. And it's been, it's been the case in the last few months. Gold shares on the JSE have been rocketing despite the strength of the South African rand. So something is happening somewhere and someone knows something somewhere. I tracked the Huey gold stock index and the uh, GDX and GDXJ uh, ETFs in the U.S., the trade in the U.S., yeah, and uh, Huey has broken a long-term trend line from 2011, but um, now right now it's trading around 200. It's it's the pattern is not as spectacular as the price of gold itself, and but there's room to run. In fact, there's resistance in as I said, we're now around 200, and there's resistance all the way from 210 to 225. And, and then there's a major spike high 
from August of 2016 that was around um, uh, 285 or so. I'm just looking at this now. Yeah, around 286. So uh, it the pattern is not as bullish. It it's uh, it definitely I think it has turned the corner, but it's going to probably be more of a stair step type of pattern uh, that uh, runs into trouble first at 210, 220 pulls back and then could probably make a run for the high 280s and then pull back again. Um, I'm not so sure that the, the gold stocks lead or that uh, that uh, the investors in the gold shares are that much smarter than those who invest in the metal itself. I, I prefer to look at these charts independently than to try to infer that one is leading the other. Okay, well, this is just an old sure, JSE, JSE uh, legend because South Africa is still obsessed with gold. What you're saying here is, with a good deal of caution, is that this could be the real thing. This could be a long-term gold bull market. And the reason that I say that is because of that six-year basing formation, saucer formation that you spoke about, because there's been an awful lot of collective buying and selling done to form that saucer formation. And when it starts to break out and the, the, the sellers disappear, then goodness me, it could be quite a lot of fun for a long time. Right. It's not just the price patterns, but also uh, technical oscillators uh, in the short run, technicians and chartists and traders like to use things like the MACD with a 12-day and 25-day period, or they'll use momentum indicators or relative strength with a 14-day period. But you can apply the same principles on a long-term basis and adjust the period of these types of oscillating indicators to reflect the status of long-term cycles. And uh, I run a four-year cycle momentum indicator and, and a four-year cycle oscillator on these things. And they've both just bottomed in the last eight or 10 months and just begun to turn up. So that implies at least a year or two years of, of uptrending prices. So I think that in, in that perspective, uh, the, uh, the buy word has to be buy the dip. Okay, yeah, buy the dip. Let's do that. What does this mean for the stock market? Because if gold's going to go up, it means one of two things, or one of three things, actually. Inflation's going to go higher, and people are worried about geopolitics, or the US dollar is going to be under pressure. And if the US dollar is under pressure, that means that the stock market has come down. Uh, actually, there's a fourth thing. Stock market, US dollar, geopolitics, and inflation. Which one do you think it's going to be, or a combination of all four? Um. Who cares why? <laughs> it's uh, my guess would be that we're going to have a much greater inflationary problem than the uh, uh, the consensus expects right now. Yes. Um, but I'm more interested in the chart patterns and, you know, let the rationales follow and they will. I mean, uh, the rationales tend to follow price. I mean, that's exactly the opposite of what, uh, you know, what we're taught. But. You know, they always come up with a reason after the fact, and those reasons change. But I suspect we're going to see higher inflation numbers. And all of the other problems that, that you just mentioned are, are also going to be out there. And, and there'll be plenty of reason to buy. But once this breakout comes, uh, traders and investors and speculators and leveraged speculators, they're just going to pile on and drive a bull market. And the reasons will follow along with that. So... Uh, they're not, you know, as a technician, they're not my concern. 
Um, we may also see the central banks return to money printing. We, we may see more QE. And, and that, that, of course, could uh, drive asset prices, not just for uh, precious metals and hard assets, but potentially, I hate to say it, for, for uh, you know, financial assets as well. The distortions just keep going on and on. The uh, long-term chart of, of the S&P 500 is at a major inf inflection point right now as, as the S&P flirts with 3,000. Mm. And um, <clears throat> I call it the point of no return here. I think we're either going to have a breakout and a much uh, bigger up leg, or this will be the end. And uh, the area from 3,000 to 3020 on the S&P over the next couple of weeks, the next month or two, extremely critical. And probably will give us a big signal as to what to expect uh, from uh, uh, American stock prices in, in the next year or two. You spoke enthusiastically about a potential correction, but you also said you thought that the S&P was going to go to 3,000, and that was two or three months ago, and here it is at 3,000 now. The stock market's it's just it's got a life of its own to me. Well, the S&P 500 certainly has. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's the mania to end all manias, I think. Um, there's still uh, apparently a lot of liquidity in the world. I think that the, the, what we discussed in the last few times we talked is the issue of the U.S. Treasury uh, pouring cash into this market because of the debt ceiling. And I won't go back over all that, but in effect, uh, the Treasury is not issuing new debt right now. And normally it's issuing $100, $120 billion a month in new debt that the market has to absorb. Now the market doesn't have to absorb all that debt. Investors are flush with cash as a result, they have to find some place to put it. And this U.S. stock market is uh, the one that always gets the most love when there's a lot of cash lying around. Now, this situation is going to change radically when the, uh, when the U.S. Treasury runs out of cash and the politicians are forced to raise the debt ceiling. And once they do that, then the government's going to have to come back into the market and borrow hundreds of billions of dollars to replenish the funds that they've raided. And when that, when that happens, that's going to be a very bearish influence on the uh, U.S. stock market. And that's, that's coming. Could be as soon as August, uh, certainly no later than September, October. Did you listen to the interview that I sent you with Jim Rogers? Haven't had a chance yet, but uh, I definitely will. Have a listen to that and uh, have a listen to um, anything that Peter Schiff says. I mean, I know these two people are perma bears and tend to read from the same hymn sheet as they've been reading from for many, many years. But right. uh, you, you get the feeling that at some stage they're going to be right. And when I spoke to Jim Rogers from Singapore the other night, goodness me, he was very, very confident about what he thought. And he also likes gold, just like you do. Right. Right. And is he bearish on U.S. stocks? I, I, I assume that he is. Not really, no. Well, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't overtly bearish. He did say that we were going to get the biggest financial crisis of our lifetimes. I mean, and he was talking about people of our age, his age, your age, and my age. But, um, he did say that, that it was coming quite soon. He said his timing is terrible and always has been, but he thinks it's going to be the worst in history. So that was quite, it was quite fun, certainly from a broadcaster's point of view. Right. Well, I, I can't disagree with him, but I think that the potential for a blow-off 
another blow off in U.S. stocks is there. And again, we got to watch that uh, three thousand to thirty twenty area over the next couple of weeks. We're we're right in it right now. This is an exciting time. I think there's going to be a major, major uh, move one way or the other. Yeah, and who knows where it'll come from, but it will come. Lee Adler, thank you very much for your time. How do we get in touch with you again? Please remind us. Okay, you can follow my proprietary work at liquiditytrader.com. And as always, I write free articles on a regular basis at wallstreetexaminer.com. And I will try to post that gold chart uh, for listeners there, wallstreetexaminer.com. Please do. And your this article, will, or rather this podcast, will be on Liquidity Trader, your own special channel. And we'll try and put that gold chart that you've just spoken of on the, to that particular channel later on this evening. Lee Adler, thank you very much. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za.